You're listening to episode 136 of the FitzPro podcast, and today is going to be for entrepreneurs or those of you who are wanting to build a brand in the online space, specifically of health and fitness or service-based business. So we are going to cover boundaries around your time and your productivity, your space, your actual physical space that you work in, uh, as well as social media and beyond. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. Boundaries are something that became very important to me in 2021 specifically. It was just the the place that I was in business was requiring me to come up with stricter boundaries for myself, for my productivity, and where I wanted to go. Now, before we get into that, if you are a business owner, or you would like to be in the realm of online health and fitness, check out my free workshop. It's called Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can check that out in the show notes or go to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register. And for all of you listening, you can also head over to anniemiller.co slash resources. That is where all of the freebies that I have created live for the trainee, the trainer, and the entrepreneur. And then of course, I would want to thank Legion Athletics. They are the number one brand of all natural sports supplements in the world. If you are in the market for adding in supplements, if you have that luxury, I highly recommend Legion. Whether you're using them to make your life easier, get more protein in, optimize your recovery, just add in vitamins. They also have vitamins. And sometimes I think people don't think about those as supplements. You know, normally we think creatine, protein, and things of that sort, but they also have a wide variety of vitamins to check out. uh, If you would like, to look at Legion. I love them beyond the supplements themselves. I love that they're scientifically backed. So they have 100% formula transparency, meaning that the reason and the research behind the dosages and the ingredients that they use can be found publicly on their website underneath each supplement. And if you are skeptical, I fully understand. I was very skeptical when we came back from world travels and I was looking for supplements to add back into my kind of workout routine. They have 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So go to buylegion.com and use code Annie at checkout for 20% off your first order. Or if you already love Legion, maybe you have used my code before to get started. Keep using code Annie and you will get double Legion reward points as well. Obviously, at the time of this podcast, this is the first podcast episode, I believe, of 2022, which is crazy. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, Boundaries were very important for me for many, many different reasons, most of which I won't get into on this podcast episode in 2021. And when I looked at business owners that I wanted to emulate, that I looked at the way they ran their business and I said, I want a piece of that. I want to take what they're doing and apply it to my business. The best business owners I know and the people that I look up to most from a business standpoint have very clear and very strong boundaries in life and in business. I find that for me personally, it's easy for me to have some boundaries, but very difficult for me to uphold 
other boundaries. So this episode is very much for you and me both. This is me in the trenches with you. This is not me, um, you know, yelling at you from the rooftop. It took me almost all of 2021 to finally be able to stick to my stop working before 6 p.m. boundary that I created. Really, I was trying to do that in 2020, and I just could not do it. Choices I was making and physical surroundings just were not allotting me to do that. I was not upholding that boundary. And I believe I mentioned that in my 2021 planning podcast, podcast, excuse me, and I still plan to do a 2021 recap with the 2022 goals. Uh, That will be a podcast, but that first boundary of stopping work before 6 p.m. did not happen until we literally moved into a rental house of our own. So previously, I was living with my mother. I've mentioned that on other podcasts. We are, we were in the process of coming home from world travels and looking to build a house. So the physical setting had so much more to do with that boundary than I thought that it did. So I absolutely could have made other choices while in our other living situation, but I can't deny the difference that was made by having individual spaces in a house for certain tasks. And this is not new information. This is not me coming up with this. If you've ever read Atomic Habits or books of that sort, things having specific places is recommended by many people who know more about boundaries and success than I do. And while it was a complete blessing to be able to live with my mom for a year, I just wasn't allotted the luxury, really, of separate spaces for separate things to the extent that we now have in our current rental house. So that kind of brings us to one possible boundary for you. Today's episode is going to be very broad with possible boundaries that you can play with in 2022 for your online business. From boundaries on social media to boundaries in relationships with your clients and with yourself in your own work schedule. Even if you don't work full-time for yourself yet, but maybe you've experienced working from home, there are many challenges that come with the luxury of working from home. One of them being that when a schedule is not imposed upon you, it can actually be very difficult to be productive and have clarity. We all think that the extra freedom is going to allow us to be more productive, but really we require structure to some extent. So that's what we're going to talk about first. That kind of goes along with not having a separate space for work. So having to go into an office or even a coffee shop, changing your surrounding allows you to more easily switch into work mode than if you're working in the same space that you eat, prepare food, watch TV, do anything else other than work. When we mix our spaces, it can be difficult to switch our mind into the different modes that we need it to get into for our most productive work. So you can see where working from home brings different challenges than working in an office or a gym or any other setting outside of the home. So our first category that we're going to cover with boundaries is time and space as an online entrepreneur. And again, this applies whether you work two hours a week on your business as a little side hustle, or you are working full time for yourself from home. The first two boundaries or habits, whatever you would like to call them, are setting work hours for yourself 
and creating a designated space for work. And this does not have to be all or nothing. So even with myself and our current house, where I have for the first time ever in my six years of business, an actual office space that is nothing but an office, sometimes I just need to switch up my scenery when I go from working on one task to working on another task, and that's okay. Really, whatever is going to get the work done is the best case scenario, whether that is being in an office for eight hours a day or that is switching up every two hours where you work because that's what feels best for you. I don't care, but having designated spaces can help with that. When it comes to setting a schedule for yourself, you can be as specific or as broad as your personality prefers. That could look like working for one hour time blocks with you know 15 minute breaks. That could also look like two to three hour work blocks with a workout in between or a meal or both. Or maybe it's literally in between running errands or living whatever life you live. So when I was in college, I often worked on whatever I needed to work on in my car in between running from my you know college classes to my internship or from my internship to work. I would have these like 20 to 30 minute time blocks that I would experience almost every day. And those just became little work blocks. So that's what I mean by please don't put this in a box. Please don't think it has to be all or nothing. It's just designating certain times and spaces, whether they be orthodox or unorthodox, for your workspace. So your your work timing could be as broad as, you know, you start working at 9 a.m. and you want to be done by 6 p.m. and whatever the heck happens in that window of time is game. You just want to start at 9 and be done by 6. That's fine too. These are just some options. And yes, I do recognize the irony in... maybe, you know, a bit of satire in the fact that many people leave a nine to five or reject a nine to five just to end up attempting to stick to a nine to five within their own business. This is a very real thing. It is a very common thing. I know because I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends and we have all experienced this to some extent, but it can be very helpful to have that schedule nonetheless. And there's no denying that. There is a difference in having that schedule for yourself versus on somebody else's watch. And I think that's the big differentiator. It's you're choosing to do with your freedom what you want versus it being imposed upon you by someone else. So if you're thinking to yourself that you don't have a space or you don't have a separate room for an office, please know that moving into this rental in June 2021 was the first time, like I mentioned, in my five and a half years of business that I ever had an actual office. And while I acknowledge it is amazing, highly recommend, my office before this was always a, you know, shared closet space or a laundry room, or I was working in a car half the time or in hotels and Airbnbs when we were traveling full time. I just don't want you to limit yourself or allow yourself to think that because you don't have an office that this doesn't apply to you or that you can't be productive or that somehow your situation is going to hold you back because it absolutely does not have to but you can do everything within your current means to create some kind of workspace within your current living situation so those are two kind of at-home business functionality boundaries that you can set considering your time and your space. Now let's transition into the inner workings of your business, privacy, and productivity. 
So this next section is productivity and clients. One of my favorite things to do, this was not a new boundary or habit for me. This is something I have done from the very when I say very beginning of my business, I mean, this is how I have functioned from day one. I have certainly refined my process and got better at it, but my life situation demanded from day one that I batch certain tasks. So batching certain tasks on certain days of the week can help create boundaries and structure within your business, whether you're working on your business one day per week or seven days per week. It's designating a certain period of time that you work on a given task. You know what you're going to have to focus on. You know what part of your brain you're going to have to be using. I have talked about these two approaches before that I'm going to share, and I teach these inside Fitzboro Foundations. You can come up with all of your tasks for the entire week that need to be completed and then choose one to two of those to complete per day if you're working on your business seven days a week, let's say, or if you would like a more rigid schedule, you can designate certain days per week that you complete certain tasks in your business. So one of them, one of the ways I just said is basically knowing what you have to complete for the week, but choosing day to day what tasks you're going to complete. The other one is having a much more rigid, you know exactly what you're doing every day. Neither is right or wrong. You can also use a combination of those things. So maybe you do client work on Mondays and Thursdays. Maybe you check your email every day first thing in the morning. Maybe you create content every other Thursday. These are just some ideas to help get your brain going and how you can use batching tasks in your business to create boundaries and more productivity for yourself. It eliminates the decision making so you know what happens each day per week. Again, some people like that rigidity, some people, you know, reject that rigidity and that's okay. But we do need to be productive one way or the other, so it's just finding what that is. Also note that this is going to take trial and error. That is so, so important. You might commit to one approach for a month and take what you learned from that month, what worked, what didn't work, and then make the needed changes for the following month. But what we measure, we can manage. We know that from health and fitness. So that's all this is applied to your business. And on the topic of clients, I highly suggest setting boundaries and clear expectations if you have yet to do that in your business, in your onboarding process. And this is something that can be refined as your business grows and as you gain experience, because there's undoubtedly going to be gaps in your onboarding process, in your client relations that you're going to have to fill as you gain more experience working with clients. And that's okay. That's part of this process. So are there certain hours per day that a client can contact you or that you will respond to clients? Is that clear with your clients? Is it clear what platform a client can contact you on? We want to make sure that these things are clear to the client, both to protect our own time as the coach, but also to give them the most seamless experience that they can have in working with us. So it's really respect for the client and for ourselves. For instance, my one-on-one -on -one clients can contact me at any time in the fitness realm, but they know that I'm going to check in with them on Sundays, no matter what, they can depend on that. I will respond to them via text throughout the week, but they know that they can depend on that Sunday contact. For my one-on-one -on -one business clients, it's more specific with a Monday through Friday only, and I stick to a nine to five Pacific standard time. So they can Voxer me whenever they want, 
but they know when they will get a response. You can see how that is a very clear boundary. And as long as the boundary makes sense for you, it should allow you to function more peacefully in your business and hopefully, you know, provide a better service to your clients. With literally anything in life, we know that what is tolerated will continue to happen. So that is not to say at all that your clients are pests or that they need to be tolerated or that, you know, they're trying to step over a line. But if the lines aren't clear and if the expectations aren't clear, again, in any setting, that's probably going to leave some room for miscommunication or resentment to build up on either side of that relationship. And that can just be so easily avoided by setting some of these boundaries. Again, if you haven't set these boundaries with clients, it's a very easy thing to do in the onboarding process. And honestly, clients often appreciate that because again, it's starting off with a clear communication and expectation. So in your onboarding process, that can be made clear on a call if you do calls or on a call plus a welcome email or an onboarding email or a packet of some kind that is handed out or sent out to your clients. It just needs to be communicated up front. Ideally, if you have a sales page, it can be on there. Make it clear. That's all I'm saying. Now we are going to move on to social media. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about with boundaries because I think especially in you know, today's time in today's era, it demands boundaries, demands boundaries. If you would like to, I think, have a quote unquote healthy relationship, right? The healthiest relationship that you can have in having to be on social media for or choosing to be on social media for your online business. So if you happen to be building an online business, I'm going to assume that you're using social media. If you're on my podcast, you're probably using Instagram because that's what I talk about here. And we all know how much of an absolute time suck and soul suck that that app can be when we approach it specifically from a consumer standpoint. Yes, it can be annoying from a creator standpoint, but that's a slightly different conversation. So let's look at some boundaries that you can set around social media, specifically Instagram, and some mindset shifts that you can practice throughout 2022. Number one boundary for social media is that you don't owe anyone anything. Also note, no one else owes you anything, right? So every boundary that I share with you and that you set for your business, know that everybody else that you consume from also has the right to set these boundaries. I just want to make clear this is not like a us versus them. This is all around social media boundaries. So remember that you have the last word and that while Instagram is not your platform, no social media platform is your platform. You don't own it. It is your page and you are not holding anyone hostage on your page. This is truth. And that might sound extreme, especially if you have a rather small following as of now, but trust me, hear me now, as you grow, it is an absolute lovely thing and it can bring along entitlement from strangers on the internet, which is just, it's just something that happens. And it's not that great. It's not fun to deal with. Know that it is a very small percentage of what happens, right? But as we know, sometimes the smallest percentage of things can overpower or feel like it overpowers, you know, the 95% of positive things that come from something, not just on social media, just in life in general. So 
this is not to scare you or to paint social media in a bad light. Social media is largely how I grew my business. I'm grateful for social media. I Most of my closest friends I met on Instagram now. I'm super grateful for it. I just also have learned that boundaries are very much so needed when running a business in social media. And I wish I would have known some things when I did have a smaller audience so that I could have grown with a bit more poise. Uh, and maybe on the you know on the front end, it looked like poise, but on the back end, it felt very stressful. So that is what I'm going to share with you today. Some boundaries that I have created or used in 2021 specifically have been posting twice a day and only being on for that post and interaction period of time. Funny enough, and I've shared this in other podcasts, I was the most disciplined and least distracted on Instagram when I was posting twice per day. And that makes sense, right? Because I was focused on creating and putting out content and interacting with my audience rather than opening the app aimlessly and scrolling and consuming. So even if you're not posting twice a day, I do suggest coming up with like a mini system for yourself. So maybe you get on at eight in the morning, comment on people's posts, pass posts of your own, watch some stories, DM people, respond to any DMs if you have them or comments from past posts, and then you post at 8.30, stick around for 15 minutes to interact if anything does happen, and then get off. The rest of the day, you can, you know, add to your stories and whatnot, answer DMs as they roll in if you would like to, while attempting to limit your consumption. It's not an exact science per se, but having that initial system can be helpful. And I say that simply from anecdotal experience. You just have more intent when you approach the app this way. One of my favorite things to do is to go into your settings and decide who can respond to you in your stories, as well as comment on your posts as well as tag you. If you did not know, you have control over all of that. So my current settings only allow people who follow me to tag me in anything, to comment on my posts, or to respond to my stories. This has completely eliminated dealing with trolls for me because trolls don't follow you, right? And again, if you don't have experience with this, If you grow an audience, I guarantee at some point you will experience this. And maybe you have even with a smaller following. People who come and spread hate on pages typically do not follow those pages. That's a pretty common trend. And I have an absolute zero tolerance policy for hate on my posts and on my page. Back to that first boundary that I talked about. It's not my platform, but it is my page. It's not your platform, but it is your page. So turning on those features of only allowing people who follow me to comment on my posts or tag me has helped greatly in really just saving me time and energy. So the caveat to that, though, is that I do lose some engagement, especially on Reels. Reels are obviously known for getting you in front of new people, for expanding your reach who don't follow you. Reach and exposure is their main sell of Reels. So people who don't follow me can still like my Reels, which does help with engagement and it does help with traction, but it won't allow them to comment on it. So they have to go to my page and follow me if they want to leave a comment on my posts. Now, again, that's a barrier that I have put in place. 
I am personally willing to make that sacrifice because it makes my life easier. So that's a complete, you know, risk assessment that I have made for myself. You are free to make that for yourself as well. I just want you to know that these boundaries and options specifically on Instagram do exist for you as a business owner. There are other things that you can do as well, like just completely turn off DM responses from stories that saves people time and it makes your audience email you or contact you in another way. It makes them assess, wow, do I really need to reach out to this person or not? right? I totally understand why people do this. I don't, however, suggest that if you're trying to grow or build a relationship with your audience. I have definitely seen larger accounts do this during seasons where they need to limit their own distractions, which I 500% respect. Again, it's just these boundaries might make sense for people at different places in their business, different stages of business or really even just different seasons of business. Basically, I just want you to poke around on Instagram and see if there are any settings or functionalities that you know you want to turn off or turn on in order to help you function better as a business owner on that app and in your business in general. Because if we're spending less time on Instagram or worrying about Instagram, you're likely going to be able to enjoy your business more and be more productive uh, on the app and off the app. All in all, We can talk about different boundaries all day, but I hope that this episode gave you some ideas regarding your home situation, your time management, your client relations, using what you have within your means now to be more productive in your business, and of course, on social media. I definitely think always focusing on and trying to find what is essential and what is most worth your time is at the root of all of these boundaries. And again, you could take boundaries in 5,000 different directions. So please know that these are just a few of my own and from my own experiences and a mere snippet of what is possible within running an online business. And it's only one person's perspective and experience. So take all of that with a grain of salt, though I do hope it was helpful. Finally, if you loved this episode or you appreciate the content that I put out here on the Fitzboro podcast, please give the show five stars and leave a written review. It is much appreciated. And if you're not on my main mailing list, you can check out anniemiller.co slash news. You can get my daily dose email or check out the weekly wisdom. And at the bottom of both of those, there are exclusive podcast listener discounts. So Until next time, I am Annie Miller, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Fitzpro Podcast.